Hello and welcome to the HiBiz podcast brought to you by Hybrid Legal. I'm Ryan and I'm joined by Matt and we're back with another exciting episode today. Uh, so the question is, should everyone in your business be a marketeer? We're going to be answering that question today with our special guest, Jason Silk. Jason is a director of a company called Sunblink, which specialise in helping recruiters start their own business. And they also help employers reduce their recruitment costs whilst obviously improving their recruitment ability. Uh, something that I think all of us want to do at some point as business owners. So, uh, so welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Oh, you're most welcome, Jason. Yep. Yeah, hello. And uh, thank, hey, you, thank you very much for the introduction, Ryan. So, guys, uh, I'm sure lots of businesses out there at the moment will agree that these are certainly challenging times indeed. Uh, and marketing will no doubt be playing an important role over the coming months. I suppose the question is, though, should everyone in those businesses be contributing to that marketing effort or should the marketing just be left to the marketing department? What's what's your guys' thoughts? I mean, look, for, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer that, that everyone should be contributing. Everyone is responsible for promoting the brand of the business they're working within, but also their own personal brand. Uh, you know, businesses have changed where maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you could just advertise and, you know, marketing department would run adverts put the company name out there and you'd see it now there's just so many platforms for for people to to digest uh content of of the companies out there and uh and i think everyone needs to to have that element of being a marketeer some obviously more than others but everyone's got to be responsible yeah personal brand that's an interesting um that's an interesting topic isn't it and by i suppose this explosion isn't it of social media so everyone's got a LinkedIn, everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on Instagram. Um, and so it's much easier, isn't it? It's much easier. It's much more accessible. It's much more accessible for people within companies to promote what they're, what they're doing. Ryan, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I think obviously um, a big part of it depends on, you know, the type of business that, that you're running and what it is that you're selling. But I think ultimately, you know, everyone in the business is responsible for um, for marketing and certainly with with our business at hybrid legal um you know all of our team are a reflection of our brand you know so how we act how we communicate and and really looking for for new opportunities all of us have to be doing that definitely particularly in the current environment and uh, and hopefully we're going to see more companies adopting that attitude uh, as we come out of this loads are already doing it well but i think um you know it's definitely brought into question uh you know is the business bigger than just a marketing department and i think yeah. it is and social media, you're right, Matt. Social media is is vital now, you know. And it, it, you're actually you're not just talking about potential new business; you're also talking about recruitment because, you know, everyone has got LinkedIn is huge. Everyone's on LinkedIn. The company pages are on LinkedIn, and so it's got to be. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, that was my phone. Communication <laughs> is clearly important. There's, there's just not right on cue. <laughs> and, and and so social media is massive and and linkedin and as i was first saying it's about recruiting people people there's that passive um group of potential employees and they will be going onto the company's linkedin page other employees their linkedin pages what they're putting about the business going on glassdoor you know so everything on social media is up 
to be, you know, consumed by potential clients, but also potential employees. And you've got to be aware of that and you've got to be on top of it. That's right. Although marketing is a very specific skill, isn't it? Um, some yeah. might some might say it's a mindset, um, but not everybody is sort of like a, a born marketeer. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think subconsciously people do market the businesses that they, they work for without realizing it. I think as soon as you say to someone, oh, I work for XYZ company, then actually that is the start of marketing a business. Oh, what is it you do? Yeah. Well, will I do this? What does the company do? But I suppose it's giving anyone within your business the tools uh, a bit of know-how, a bit of education, a bit of training in order to get that message across correctly. But the the, the challenge that I always see within businesses is that um, staff don't always know who the who the ideal customer looks like. Absolutely. And that's quite a difficult yeah. thing to pin down, but but quite important, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for, for me, you absolutely, every business should... Um, have a, a very clear idea of of the profile of their their customers. Um, they should, you know, know what they look for, you know, where they can find those customers as well. Um, and yeah, that would be dependent on the service or the product you you have. Uh, and obviously, that's going to be the case. Um, but but absolutely, there's there's got to be a clear idea of it. But also not not boxing yourself into a corner. You know, again, the sort of innovative businesses, the ones who adapt and have taken on, you know, this approach in market, with marketing, which I think is important, they're also the ones who are open-minded in terms of going, right, okay, but but are there other areas that I can sort of draw on now? Is there a new platform I can get where I can get into another client base, another a group of individuals, a more diverse group of it, potential employees? And so, therefore, you've got to be open-minded uh, a little bit as well. Yeah, massively so, because we see it a lot where, you know, it's definitely from a marketing perspective, um, something might, a, a particular campaign or tactic, it might work really well in one industry, and actually yeah. you can apply that same tactic or principle to a completely different industry. Um, and that's yeah. probably the same across recruitment, finance, etc. So it's like you say, it's having that, being that kind of open-minded, isn't it, um, to, to that approach for sure. Yeah, and, and that training that you talked about, Matt, you know, and, and how you can... Um, upskill people who maybe aren't uh, uh, in the marketing team, you know, you can't just expect people to know this sort of stuff. There are some real sort of subtleties like anything, isn't it? You make it seem effortless, but actually, you know, even on, on LinkedIn, if you're posting something or you're sending a LinkedIn email message to someone, it's as subtle as when do you send that? Which days of the week are you more likely to get a response? What times of the day are you more likely to get a response? You know, how you, you phrase it, you know, do you start to do it in a more conversational way? Ask a question to sort of, to try and generate a response. You know, there are subtleties you can put in there that really will come from, from sort of giving people those, those, that training and those tools to, to get it across in the right way. Yeah. I mean, even at a really basic level, you know, somebody shares something on a company page and you get all of the staff to share that that particular yeah. post that's at a really basic level yeah but also just going but how oh i was just yeah sorry <laughs> i was Got, carry on matt okay put a pin in that thought though ryan we want to come back to it yeah <laughs> all i was going to say was just um from a from an ideal customer 
perspective, you know, you don't need to be investing in huge pieces of marketing research to sort of know that information. You can literally take what a broad brushstroke and you can say, we, we're looking for potential customers in these industries that maybe employ X amount of people. And these are the particular job titles that we're looking to speak to within those companies. It can be literally as basic as that, can't it? Even that, you know, you could say these postcodes or these counties. So you yeah. don't, you don't have to go into a huge amount of detail. It's sometimes just having something so that the people within your business can, can, can relate to. If they do have a conversation, then they think, oh, hang on a minute. That does sound like the type of people that we're looking to get in front of, I think. Yeah. It's a tricky one because, um, you know, it's certainly something that I've struggled with with our business in, in the years that we've been running. One year I've thought that our ideal customer looks like a particular sector or a particular decision maker within the business. But then I'll have a complete outlier come along that will be one of our best clients. And I wouldn't have put them in that bucket that I would have been targeting um, during that particular campaign. Uh, so, you know, whilst on the one hand, we, we can look at, right, we want to target managing directors of businesses turning over between X and Y based in this part of the country that, uh, that are specialising in this particular area. Um, sometimes your best customer can actually be just down the road from you and you have no idea that um, you could be helping them you know so I suppose from from my perspective and it's, it's, it's really interesting listening to both of your your thoughts on this it's you know a, a bit of a conundrum that I have quite regularly actually um, but yes yeah, so I'd, I'd welcome your thoughts both of you really on, on what both of you are doing to to make it easier to uh, to understand who you actually go after. I, I think sometimes you, you just you've got to you've got to step back and actually not just one person not just the md in, in the room on their own you know involve other people to sort of like you know go right okay what are we providing here who are our target audience where are they like to be i mean that's something that you, you, you kind of goes the intro with something rise we talk to these uh, sme business that are growing and want to grow but we can't go in there with a going right we already know what's right for you we need to sort of sit down, you know, for one, it's about the recruitment, but, you know, their, their recruitment platform is more, they need to have video content, they need to put it on Facebook rather than LinkedIn. For others, it may be more about um, they need to sort of like have more sort of specific market content. They need to make sure they have their own um, LinkedIn profiles for all their senior people sort of like tidied up, whatever it might be, it's going to be bespoke to, to them. And it's got to start with getting a group sort of discussion um, of, uh, of, of what your target audience is. And I think you mentioned it before, it's, it's offline as well as online, you know, you're starting with talking to, to people, you know, you, you meet uh, at parties or just through connections uh, and, you know, talking about what you do and how you do it. That is absolutely sort of like marketing and, um, and it's now online as well as offline. Do you think maybe it's safer to assume that everybody is a potential customer uh, until proven otherwise? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, don't yeah. don't don't shut anything off. Um, yeah, and, and that because those assumptions they will say, doesn't it? You know, about assumptions, and and you make those assumptions, and it will come back and bite you in the backside. Yeah, very true. Um, so actually, that leads us on to this this next point that uh, we want to talk about, which is, um, and we've heard this before, right? Uh, oh, I don't need to. I don't, I don't need to do any marketing because I've got an established customer base or, you know, I've got my customers. Um, I'm, I'm not looking uh, for any more at the moment. And that can be quite a 
quite a dangerous mentality, right? Absolutely. I think one thing that I've learned is clients can be forgetful and they can be fickle as well. And it's reminding them regularly that you are around um, from, from my perspective, you know, so we try and, and keep our clients as up to date as we can, whether it's, you know, the odd email here and there or the phone call to check in, you know, so that for ourselves is, is obviously marketing to an existing client base, which we think is really important. And also we, we try and encourage the team as much as we can to, you know, have those direct conversations with clients and making them aware of, you know, other services that we offer. I had a scenario, um, you know, I think it was last year where, one of my clients just presumed that all I all I offered was trademark services. And when I said to them, you do realize that I can actually help you with, with contracts, with employment law, with buying and selling businesses. She said to me, oh, Ryan, I had no idea. So, you know, that's my hand straight up. I didn't do a good enough job myself there of, of marketing to, to that particular client. Um, so it just goes to show that actually with an existing client base, there's more opportunity because that did lead to further work for us in different areas of the business um, and if it wasn't for that chance conversation we, we wouldn't have got it if um yeah no i, I think you're right I, I sorry i think you're absolutely right ryan you know you anyone who makes that uh, again that assumption or has that complacency that they think you know it's all right we've got enough on at the moment we're all right with the clients we've got they're just setting themselves up for failure either just around the corner or further down the road. Uh, you know, I mentioned to you guys sort of before, there are companies in the past like Kodak, everyone used to have a Kodak camera back in the day. And now it's, you know, it just it's no longer happening. It's no longer there. Everyone had a Nokia phone. You know, that was the go-to phone. They, you know, made, you know, their some assumptions, took their foot off the pedal and, and you know, were superseded by by so many others and so um so you can't afford to make those assumptions you've got to make sure you continue to get the brand out there and you know there is you've got to be seen also it's kind of that value add you know you 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 talk right about you know actually you know that client just thought you were a trademark but actually you know we're encouraging the recruiters to the with to to be online their personal brand is is showing that market um, knowledge, that specialism in that area or, or covering what they do. And they put it out there and you are then top of mind for, for these, your existing clients or prospective clients. And if you're doing it really well, you all have people coming to you who've seen you on there or been referred to you and they've checked you out online and then go, actually, yes, this is the person who, who knows the market I'm in. You know, we've got two recruiters and one of the uh, recruitment businesses who are, you know, they are known as the, the women of sort of steel and that is their area construction sort of steel um, is what they focus on. And they've got a brand going on around about that. And they've had clients coming to them that they had no idea about um, just off the back of that. So, you know, you've got to be women of steel. Be, yeah. And you've got to be, you know, so top of mind, you know, you can't, you know, can't afford to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, Joe knows me. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. You know, so what are we so what are, so what are we saying then? So we're saying a couple of things. One, Ryan, um, where you've sort of you said you, you've you've admitted you've fallen foul in the past, where clients don't know the full sort of spectrum of services that you offer. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What would what would you do differently? You know, how would you sort of make sure or try and improve? Um, you know, that situation from happening. You know, a, again in the future. What would you what would you recommend people do? Because I, I bet you there are businesses out there that have heard exactly the same thing. Oh, I didn't realize you did that. I've heard it. Jason's yeah. probably heard it. 
great very very great question um and i think something that i'm always conscious of is i think for that example that i gave with with the client that presumed i only offered trademark services i think i was conscious that i didn't want to vomit over her with all of the services that we offer once she'd obviously <laughs> sorted her trademark with me where i said oh and by the way mrs jones did you know we offer this, 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 and this? Would you like to buy more? Uh, it's it's obviously just being careful not to give give that um, impression. I'm not suggesting there's lots of people out there that do that, but I think ultimately, um, I, I would say that it's just make it's trying to make it clear to your existing client base exactly what problems you can solve for them and and how that's going to make their future much more comfortable as a result of using your particular services at the right time and i think how you help them understand that is you know just by keeping in touch with them whether it's a phone call which to be honest is in my opinion one of the best ways of, of keeping in touch with someone just phoning them up to see how they're doing whether that's the account manager in the business doing it or you as the md or the director obviously it depends on the size of your business and how you structured it but somebody from the business needs to be having a regular contact point with that customer just to really see how they're doing but also maybe share some insights into some of the problems that they've solved this month or this quarter or this year um but obviously balancing that with the fact that everyone's busy you know we're all busy running our own businesses we're living in our own bubble so i think it needs to be tailored to to what your audience is going to want um but for me as a legal service provider we fix problems you know that's that's what we do we solve problems for people um but for for other businesses it might be it might be something else I, i'd welcome your view on that jason yeah, I, I go back to what I said. I, I I think you you know again the amount will vary dependent a bit on the business, but the whole point is we're saying everyone should be concentrating on on doing some element of of branding, personal branding, their company branding. And I think you can very quickly put up some posts on LinkedIn that that show regularly to all the people you're connected again it's part of this sort of strategy making it seem effortless but actually there's thought that's gone into it that you you know you have connected with a, a number of people within your industry on linkedin number of groups on linkedin and you are posting stuff up there that shows that you cover all these other areas as well so that people might inadvertently sort of like see that and go actually yeah no that's that's great. Ryan also covers that because I've seen his blogs, I've seen some of his posts, seen his video, and I know that there's something else is covered. You know, and I, I understand where you're coming from, Ryan, but I also don't think it's a, a bad thing to to encourage, you know, to just promote other areas. And you don't need to list them all off, but you could sort of say, look, you know, we also cover all other, you know, so many other areas of, of legal support. So look, you know. It, let me know if there is anything that sort of crops up in other areas and hopefully I'll be able to help or have a look on our, on our website or our LinkedIn page and you'll see what we, you know, what we're all about. And, and then occasionally also proactively, you mentioned phone calls, I totally agree. Get on the phone. There's nothing like having that sort of interaction, but you know, if nothing else over the last or four weeks, we've learned how to do this, you know, the video calls and conferencing and actually having a bit more face to face contact without, necessarily having to sort of go and or if you're not able to do client visits you know having still face-to-face -face contact and that can you know really um uh, uh sort of like strengthen any relationship you have 
Yeah, I suppose for, for me, a question for you both would be, you know, if, if we if we look at social media as, as a key example, what content should, should we all be putting up? You know, what, what should we do? Because there's a lot of thought leadership pieces going up at the moment about obviously coronavirus and, you know, getting behind some fabulous causes, which is great. But obviously the bottom line is, you know, all, all of our businesses need to sell and we need to try and put a message out there which is going to appeal to people's emotions, really, because we buy emotionally, don't we, if we think about it. Every, everything that we do is an emotional purchase and then we use our own intellect to justify that. You know, as we know, I'm, I'm not a sales expert, but I know that basic part. Seen many of an advert which I thought, right, I've got to go and buy that chocolate bar now because I feel emotionally that I've got to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to let Cadbury's down. Um, but um, other oh, chocolate bars yeah. are available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like toilet roll, isn't it? Yeah, Emotionally, no. you know, I'm going to be upset if I can't get hold of uh, Any. my Andrex, whatever <laughs> it is. So, uh, but you know, the, the point being, um, you know, social media, I see it as having being given like a, a weapon without any training, really, and you run the risk of firing off all sorts of stuff in the wrong direction. And, and just really turning people off. I've got a number of people in my own news feed on LinkedIn. I'll see their posts and I'll think, oh, God, I don't care. Yeah, um, I know that sounds really yeah. horrible, but it, it brings no value to me, no no kind of learn or kind of any kind of emotional need to, to connect with them. So I welcome your guys' views on what can we be doing? Yeah, yeah but value value is key you know you always got to be giving value whether it's in some way entertaining whether it's teaching whether it's sort of like you know coaching or market knowledge that's 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 absolutely got to keep the key but i also think people don't need to to come up with sort of think well, i've got to come up with an amazing concept you know they they just need to express express the truth in in their own way i think again that sort of genuine aspect you know, obviously, you know, sort of like marketing inside out. I think that element of doing it in your own way um, is really, really important. So I would really encourage people to just look at what you're doing, what, what your challenges are at work and base it around that and, and look at maybe getting conversation going, get at it, get in a bit of, you don't need to have all the answers to everything. Maybe you just want to ask other people's um, thoughts. You know, you're doing this with a podcast, which is, I think is great. You know, it's that sort of thing. You're getting a conversation going in a way that's genuine to you uh, because personal branding isn't something for today or just for this week or just for the next six months. For me, it lives with you. It's something you are always doing and you've got to consistently do that. And so therefore do it in, in a way that's genuine to you with topics that, that you relate to every day. Do you know what? You're absolutely spot on, Jason. Um, all the way through that, all the way through what you just said there, I was like, yeah, he's you're completely talking, talking my language. <laughs> and then he flunked it at the end. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I, think, I think you've touched on some really interesting points there because uh, I think there's a lot of people, especially like uh, with LinkedIn, um, they expect uh, their network to, in, you know, they, they put a post up and they say, oh, it's not, it's, I've had no engagement. I've had no likes. I've had no comments. Yeah. Um, and actually, the truth of it is you can't expect people, your network to to interact with you if you don't interact with them. And yeah. I think that's what it yeah. essentially what it comes down to. And that that personal branding is crucial because ultimately, um, you know, a company should exist to do maybe one of two things. Um, they either solve a problem 
uh, or I forget what the other what the other what the other what the other thing is. Um, maybe do uh, maybe do something in a more efficient way. Um, and so, like you say, your marketing should really hang off those sort of solutions to problems, right? Um, and so many people put stuff out there, not just on LinkedIn, but you know, there's obviously there's there's a whole plethora, right, of marketing channels and mediums that we can all be using. Um, but it's almost like putting something out there for the sake of putting something out there, and it not having you know real value. Um, yeah. and, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with ha- with putting something out there that's entertaining, as long as in some way or shape or form, it sort of comes back to your offering, to the problems that you're solving, to 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 the to the needs that you're you're fulfilling. Because my my one fear is that something like LinkedIn is becoming the Facebook of the business community, um, and people just you know sharing all sorts of stuff on there. And it, what it does, it just clogs the feed. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. but going back to you know, let's just cast our minds back. So if you're a business owner and you're in a position where you want to empower your staff to either start to build their own personal brands or get them talking about what the company's doing, it's almost like you need to give your staff a bit of a toolkit. Um, And it might be things like, you know, some snippets of information or some images that they can use or, you know, things like making sure even basics like the company logo, if they they share that, it looks professional um we've all seen those posts where they've been um put together on paint <laughs> especially if the company's you know spent a lot of time and effort on getting their brand to a point where it looks really well respected and really professional and then someone comes along <laughs> and um does yeah. a really bad does a really bad job in photoshop and i'm not saying that people need to put together you know pages and pages and reams and reams of brand guidelines and and this is the other thing um is that you don't want to lock people down so it's almost too difficult for them to share stuff well no again and that's where it's got to come from from them in their way of speaking to be sort of like you know genuinely from them in the way that they will interact and then make sure that they then sort of like can reply to all the comments that come through in their their own way as well i think it's important but you're so right you mentioned it a couple of times about the training aspect and giving people the toolkit i think it's really really important to to make sure people have that and you are enable them not only with the logos and some uh, help in terms of some of the images or, or, or that they can do, but, but maybe in something that, again, we sort of do for our recruiters and also for the SMEs is, you know, help them to come up with sort of post ideas that they can then spin in their own way that they can sort of like do that, or maybe coming up with a video that actually, because again, it's, you talk about what sort of, I think it starts at what sort of content should be put up there. Well, I think you've got to make sure it is that engaging stuff. And so, you know, you can't really, yes, you might want to put some written articles up there that give a bit more, but if you're going to be going on that feed, it needs to grab people really quickly. So if it is text, it's got to be something that first line that will, will grab people's attention. Video content is the thing that video and audio is, is the thing that's really sort of, you know, just people are going, oh, I'll hang on that for a moment rather than just scanning, you know, mm. just scrolling on past it. Um, and you've got to give people the 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 tools and support to you know some of that sort of like some of the videos you can sort of produce from now on some of the images you can produce some of the uh, help them to to come up with the ideas of what content that they can put up there you know just take a few minutes to think about that you know and and just how they can do it identifying what their what their personality is with going back to that ideal customer who their customer is who they're targeting at just having all of that clearly sort of like identified early on is before you go on there 
is really important because then people will buy, you know understand why they're doing it. That, again, we say why do we want people to do this? You know, or should everyone do this? It's like, well, yes, but they've got to understand why they're doing it. Otherwise, they'll do it for a day and then they'll sort of stop. They've got to really sort of like understand and be feel they're engaged with the whole sort of process. And um, and that's that's those people are the ones that I think will and those companies are the ones will will um, come out on top in this in this area. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. funnily enough, I think they will also be the ones that have a very clear why, a very clear purpose as to what their company is all about and why they're doing what they're doing. So that all their employees are fully engaged with that, fully understand what the purpose is. And therefore, everyone's kind of in their own way, but going in the same direction. Yeah, you're absolutely, think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think a good example of, you know, a, a major brand that has you know, empowered, you know, some of their staff to, to create their own personal brands would be Mercedes AMG. Um, so, you know, obviously this is no endorsement to the brand, but, you know, there's a, there's a gentleman called Michael Kubler on Instagram. He is one of the AMG engine builders. And for those of you that are into your cars, you'll know that an AMG engine is hand built and each engineer will sign on the plate. Um, you know, they'll just sign it off. So when you pop the bonnet, you'll see the name of the person and their signature of who crafted your engine. And, and this chap has got over 230,000 followers on Instagram. And, and it's all about his love of, of just engineering and building. So you'll get insights into the factory. You'll see videos of him working on the cars. You'll see his own car. You'll, and he's commenting with people. He's interacting with the, with the car enthusiasts that are buying into the brand, but they're buying into him as well because they all want to have a car that's made by him. And, you know, I know that is a major example as a, you know, a billion pound company and beyond, but, you know, to a micro level, you know, and we're not even a micro level, but to, to yourself, Jason, you mentioned earlier about the women of steel. Yeah. You've got another example well, right there. It is, isn't it? There's, there's that sometimes a conundrum for some people or companies thinking, oh, the difference of personal brand and company brand. It's like they coexist. Don't be frightened of letting some of your team members have a strong um, the highly visible personal brand that only looks good on your sort of like company. You know, you talk about that AMG Mercedes, that makes you think well of them as well as the interest in him as an, an engineer and an individual. So, um, so I think personal brand and company brand very much do coexist and should be encouraged to work together. I, um, actually that leads on to the next bit, right? Because not everybody is going to be comfortable with doing that. Not everybody has a social media um, profile. So, you know, what can, what can people do to incentivize a team, you know, that might not be comfortable with sort of being, for want of a better word, a brand ambassador, which is what we're essentially saying, you know, we, we want, these, want these people to be? Great question. Yeah, I think um, Simon, uh, Simon Sinek uh, puts it really well, and I've probably mispronounced his second name, so apologies, but uh, he, he obviously always starts with why. And I think for the team, it's starting with why and helping them understand why we all need them to, to market and, and really what, what, the, what the journey is for them as a result of participating in the marketing. So I think if they can understand why we want them to do it, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles to get over. The rest should hopefully follow easily. But I welcome your view on that, Chase. I massively agree. I made a note and then my first <laughs> note on it was make sure they always understand the why. It absolutely is, you know. Uh, and if they've got that, 
you know, they understand the why, they understand the purpose, then, then it helps. And that, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone really feels comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable before coming on this podcast. You're thinking, you know, how are we going to come across? You know, do, oh, do I really want to do that? I don't think anyone really feels comfortable yeah. about doing it. But I understood why I wanted to do this relationship I've got with you. You know, what we do as a business and it sort of like fits in with that. So therefore you kind of think, yeah, okay, so we can sort of do this. I'm not a, a, a marketer. I'm not a marketing person per se, but I think it's important. So yeah, understanding the why and the purpose is absolutely the right thing to do. And then coming back to making sure they also, you don't just go, so off you go then, you know, there is some element of training, some support, some toolkit. There's champions in the industry that are clearly more um, prevalent than others in it. And therefore they're open to sort of giving advice. You know, that's important. And and probably just managing everybody's expectations, right? Because um, not everything you put on social media is going to go viral and and work yeah. from the off. It is a very, it's a bit of a drip feed. It can be, you know, uh, it's a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? And and, the, and the last thing you want to do is go right, team. Let's all get out and be social. Let's all start with the marketing effort, and then two weeks down the line, it doesn't go to plan, and everybody's deflated. And it's, I think, like you say, it's probably just worth managing that expectation and, you know, be realistic in what you can achieve. Um, and it's definitely for the, it's the long game, isn't it? You're playing. Totally. Absolutely. This is, this is something you're going to be doing for, for a fair while. So make sure you're constantly working on it and um, yeah, have realistic expectations. Cause it's really difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to quantify exactly how much effort you should be um, putting into this from your, from your team's perspective, because ultimately if you're asking, um, asking the whole company to take part in marketing or some form of marketing activity they've got their other job roles to focus on as well yeah. so it's a bit of a fine balance isn't it yeah totally and and you can some people can get a little bit especially if they're just focusing online get just social media focused and before they know it, they spent three three hours on that and it's like oh you know they've got other things to be getting on with so you've got to be able to Make sure you can fit it in um, over your sort of week, weekly planner, monthly planner, however you want to organize it. Um, and as well as expectations, if you're asking people to be part of this, which I think is important, then also you need to make sure you share the successes. You know, make sure people understand when things have come through, you know, when things have happened that have been off the back of, of the work everyone's been doing and, and share those sort of successes. Communication in, in, within the business is going to be key. And maybe you set, you know, there's some goals that the company know specific to marketing, how many followers are following the company's LinkedIn page, whatever it is, and you can, you know, keep them updated on how you're doing. So, Jens, I think it might be really useful if we just maybe summarise perhaps some of the types of content that, that you know, um, a non-marketing person could share. Because everyone loves a success story. Right. So if, if, if the company's done something good or they've done something charitable um, or they've, you know, just won a new project, for instance, that stuff's kind of that's easy, isn't it? That's low hanging fruit. You can you can post that up. And Ryan, you touched on the, the guy from, you know, Mercedes. He's obviously demonstrating the fact that he's a he's a bit of an expert at what he does. So he's almost like a thought leader when it comes to building building engines. Um, so I suppose you've got that stuff, that sort of content that demonstrates that the person knows what it is they're talking about. Um, that's really important because people ultimately buy from people, right? Jason, I yeah, mean, you've probably so. heard that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I found. laughs> yeah you, you know, you've got to be um, uh, sort of a, uh, specialist in your area and, and people will buy, you know, buy into that, the credibility that you are demonstrating. 
Um, so I think that that's right. And and I think things that people can do, we've talked about it, you know, make sure their LinkedIn profile is looking sort of like, you know, smart. It's got everything on there that you need to have on there. You're targeting not only potential clients, but also employees. Put recommendations up on there. Be clear if you don't know what the company why is or the purpose is. Ask, find out, make sure you do understand that. You know, there are sort of like simple things that, that people should be doing. Yeah. So I think a key thing that we should all be thinking about is, you know, once you've helped your team understand why you need everyone to be marketing in the business and, and exactly what your ideal type of customer looks like and, and the way that you can potentially market to them, it's having a think about who's around them already. So their friends, their family members, because once you've helped them understand who the ideal customer looks like and, and you know, how they can really describe what it is that you do as a business and the problems that you solve, they may then realize that they're holding the keys to the kingdom because their father, their mum, their auntie, their uncle, whoever it may be, might be a decision maker or might be working with a decision maker, at a brilliant client or business that, that the two could work together on. So, um, you know, I would certainly say, you know, look to your own networks because they know you really well. They already trust you. Uh, and, and having those conversations, that's low hanging fruit, in my opinion. I, yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. I think it all boils down, doesn't it, to having confidence in the team around you. At least give them the chance to, you know, try and promote, try and promote, promote the business. Um, because like you say, it's not rocket science as long as you sort of give the staff um, those sort of early tips that we were talking about. Um, give them a bit of a helping hand. Give them some give them some direction. And I think ultimately any business out there will be surprised um, once you start to lift up the lift up the marketing carpet um, to see what prospects might be out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is a, a really good point to finish on, Ryan, because, you know, we all know about the whole sort of like how many sort of like degrees of connections you have, you know, people you know and people they might know. And, and therefore, by making sure that you, you do talk to those sort of like around you often online again, you know, is is important, you know, and uh, and so don't be frightened of, of doing that. But again, people need to understand the message they want to get across and, and the why. Um, and that comes down to the company making sure they can get that sort of like fed through to the to their team and they're fully engaged with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, gents, um, thank you very much. What a brilliant topic to be talking about. And uh, I'm sure our listeners will find lots of useful information there. There's lots of little gold nuggets. Um, and we really do hope that, you know, we've highlighted a couple of areas where businesses might be able to take some actionable advice. Um, and remember, we do have the HiBiz hotline which you can call um, if you're a business or an entrepreneur out there and you've got a burning business question or you're currently facing a challenge that you would like us to uh, provide a bit of input on, then please do get in touch. The telephone number is 0752 We would absolutely love to hear from you. We've had a whole ream of messages, so that's going to provide us with uh, plenty of content for up and coming episodes. But if you would like to get in touch, we would love to hear from you. Jason, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much for joining with us. We Thanks for having me. We hope you've enjoyed absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> no, no problem. It's been really good fun. No problem at all. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. That's the High Biz podcast brought to you by Hybrid Legal.